And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, you are now tuned into anything's potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause, like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Welcome like to Antoine when he shimmied after shots. Anything is potable. Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I am your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan, and I am joined, as always, by the kid, the god, the legend himself, Celtics beat reporter from The Athletic, Jay King, ladies and gentlemen. And we are also joined by a writer, a Celtics beat reporter from Boston Sports Journal, the host of the Locked On Celtics Network, an author of a book, The Boston Celtics All-Time Stars. That's right, John Corrales is here, the reigning Jays, Ride again, because we have been derelict in our duty. <laughs> Normally, we predict all the games. You of can the derelict season. my balls. Thank you, Derek Zoolander. Um, <laughs> but we forgot. We just uh, we did the first half of the season, and then we just let four games uh, kind of go. I'm get uh, the Celtics won all four games. So I'm going to just make the executive decision. We all correct uh, predict the correct correct correctly predicted those. Um, the only one that's kind of iffy is uh, the Brooklyn game, but we didn't know it was going to happen. But we all knew that the Charlotte Hornets, uh, mm. uh, that was going to be a sweep. Um, and so I think right that's fair. Right now, as it's it crazy stands, that Corrales is uh, at the garden right now. It, he is. He's got a, a very good. No one can see. This is an audio podcast only, Jay. Like you're making. You're Which making is why it's even more outrageous <laughs> that he has the green screen on the garden. It's just my Zoom default. I have a green screen that I record my podcast because I do video podcasts. I actually have to do work to produce and edit my podcast. So this is just my default setting. Right now, uh, after 37 games, no, 42 games. Sorry. For, whoa, whoa, whoa. Terrible math. No, it was 40. It's 45 games. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Jay that and was John, horrible math. 37 is a long way away from 45. I was looking at my Excel spreadsheet, and I just calculated games I remaining. I thought you had two Ivy League degrees, bro. I do, and one's in statistical analysis. How about that? Um, <laughs> John and Jay both have predicted the Celtics this far to be 35 and 10, and I have predicted them to be 32 and 13. So You were closer. I was closer. Take that for data. Um <laughs> Before we do a job, wow, I cannot talk today. Oh, my God. Are you having a stroke? It seems like okay. it. Um, before we jump and or dive into the predictions, uh, we do have to get some junk observations out of the way. because oh, I early junk. I did go to Charlotte. I was one of the few uh, members of the uh, illustrious credentialed media to make the trip to Charlotte for two basketball games. And... It was it was a an interesting experience nonetheless. My first time in Charlotte, uh, fantastic place to watch a basketball game. Uh, I'm assuming you guys have uh, have both been there before, but uh, 
we'll get straight into the junk because, you know, well, man, Jason Tatum scored 51 points. It wasn't really uh, that surprising. The The Hornets are not a very good basketball team. But let's start out with it. Full DJ set. They bring a full DJ out onto the court in Charlotte uh, before the game. Don't know why they do that, but it's uh, I'm here for it. The entire arena is sponsored by Dr. Pepper, which seems delicious. Um, they have just a section in the balcony where they like, they have like a team cheerleaders who will dance on the floor. And then they have this weird balcony section that also has cheerleaders dancing and they feel like the, the less than cheerleaders, uh, that made me laugh. Um, the, why were they less than? Cause they were uh, in the balcony. So no one could, so less people could see them. That seems like class warfare to call them less than. The people in the balcony are just as important as the people down low, Packard. Some would say the people in the balcony deserve just as good cheerleaders as the people in the first row. You know what, Jay? I retract my statement. That's a valid point. We do not support class warfare on this podcast. We want the T-shirt toss to go all the way to the balcony. They do have a T-shirt cannon uh, in Charlotte, which I appreciate. The uh, in-arena host or the PA announcer... Really sounds like a morning zoo's shock jock radio guy. He's like, checking in right now, JT Thor. And it was, it got to be a little much over the course of two games. I got to just got to say that. Uh, nothing happened in the second quarter. <laughs> Did we see the end of Sam Hauser? He got a 17 second stint in the third Ooh. quarter. And they were just like, no, you're done. We're going to Justin Jackson. Hauser, you're dead to me. And that was completely changed because uh, he played in the second game on Monday. But I thought for a moment there that we had saw the end of Sam Hauser. Would you say that he might be in the dog house? I wouldn't because I'm not, I a, I'm not a jerk. I'd, He's yeah. a dog houser. I'm, I'm smarter than that, so I would not say that, no. Uh, they showed a funny picture of Fat Grant on the broadcast. Um, now, here's the thing. Hugo the Hornet. You've already doing... gone too far with the. This is only game one, junk. buddy. <laughs> this junk. This junk is out of control. Hugo I, the Hornet. I feel like I turned you into a monster that time. I shamed you into into. Yeah, you want more junk. You, you want it to be one way, Jay, but it's the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo the Hornet has a, a full on like bulbous mascot outfit. Then he has like a sheer outfit that he wears exclusively to dunk. And then there's an air Hugo, which is like an inflatable one. And he air Hugo gave a real disturbing performance that I frankly <laughs> did not care for. And I don't think should be done in front of children. Hugo. I don't know what to say. I, I just, he had a lot of diversity in what Hugo was doing, but uh, the air Hugo is too much. Are, are they marketing like multiple Hugo toys to the kids in Charlotte? Is this just a big marketing boy? No, no, this is just me making random. I think he just there's so there's a normal like mascot Hugo, and then he wore a different outfit just so you could dunk. Like he wore like a skin suit. Uh, okay, gotcha. Which like can you can you guys just text me when uh, the junk drawer is over? It's almost over. Calm down. Um, <laughs> The children's dancers are called the little stingers and the, uh, the women's dancers are called the honeybees. I like all the, uh, kind of Hornet related puns. Oh, I got a text from my brother about, uh, something similar. I've got to, I've got to pull it up. He said, uh, what did he say? This is scintillating podcasting. Yeah, I mean, you come at me really, with, the, you come at me this with, is, the, when you think being, about podcasting at its most elite I mean, this is it right here. This is textbook. I got to be taking notes. 
I'm here with notes. I'm being quick with a joke. Oh, and you- he said, Jay, you need to get jammed to be in the junior jammer dunk contest. It would be an awesome video pod. I talked about the junior jammers last podcast. That's uh, why he texted me about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. There is zero chance of me being in the junior jammers because I, I have no I wouldn't say I have no clout, but I have almost as little clout with the Boston Celtics organization as possible. There was four members of the media down in Charlotte from Boston. It was me, Gary Washburn, my man, Joe Sway, and Asherod Blakely. Did they let jam in the locker room with only four media members? No, 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 they did not. And I don't know. You're one, my man. Is it just t- like I didn't know my tier? There, there are me. rules. There are rules for the tiers, so you my have to be there. Car- my tier status carries with me all the way to Charlotte when no one else is there. I think you have to be there every day to qualify for tier one status, or there are there are stipulations to that 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 you just don't qualify for. Despite I was being blaming the Boston Celtics, an influential make- member of the Celtics media. Despite making the trip all the way to Charlotte, I just had to watch uh, as the other three media members walked into the locker room. And I had a lot of dumb questions to ask Luke Cornett. I was going to ask him who he thought the most empathetic player on the Celtics was. And the Celtics robbed us of that content for not letting me in the locker room. Um, I did ask my first question of the year of Marcus Smart. I don't know if you guys uh, on Team Transcribe noticed that post-game game game two. Um, But, uh, you know, I asked ask? Uh, if it gave him confidence so that the, the Hornets switched up their coverages of Jason Tatum from game one to game two, they started blitzing him a lot more. And the Celtics seemed to react well to that. And I asked if it gave him confidence that they were able so easily just re- read and react to different defenses. Some little known fact, I knew before the game that they were going to switch up those uh, pick and roll <laughs> coverages. But I didn't tell anyone because that's the kind of guy I am this week. Nick, <laughs> Nick Friedman, let him know. Uh, he, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to reveal where I got that information. Um, but maybe you're correct. Final thing, final junk. Danilo Gallinari just is, wears the craziest things on the first night. He was wearing a, just a crazy ill-fitting suit that was just didn't look good. And then on Martin Luther King day, he was wearing a, like a weird camo outfit. And so it's like, are you, are you going to be a suit bench guy? Or are you going to be a weird camo sweatshirt guy? Danilo? It was, it was very confusing. Ill-fitting. I refuse to believe that anything was ill-fitting. From my vantage point, I was in Charlotte. They gave me a very nice vantage point right at center court, right above, uh, like right there. Ill-fitting. It's brutal. For for an Italian man wearing fine Italian clothings, I find it hard to believe that anything was ill-fitting, especially a rich Italian man. Go, it would be, like, the, list, the listeners can go back and check the tape of Saturday night's game. Um, final piece of junk. Uh, so after the you game, just said that was the final piece of junk. yeah, but now this is actually like less junk and more just like a serious my serious takeaway because I did stay with my friend Nick Freeman, assistant coach of the Hornets. <laughs> he knows so much more about basketball than I will ever like think of think I'll ever get to. Like after the game, his job is to break down every offensive clip the Hornets have and like prepare it so they can run their analytics on it. And he just runs through the entire game at like just ridiculous speed and already knows every single play of what happens. And is like, oh, this was four people ahead. This was flow off uh, a make. This is the action we ran. This is what happened. And like, I thought like, I don't think I'm a basketball genius, but I think I know the game pretty decently. And then I just like watching him do his post game work. I was just like, 
oh, this is different level stuff. Like NBA coaches see the game entirely differently. And he would be like, before a play would happen, he's like, oh, this player should have cut here. Uh, Like we should have done this play call. It was just wild to see how elite and like how much more thinking is in the game than you actually, um, I guess, would anticipate. Like I was just thoroughly impressed with him just like breaking down film after the game. It was a, would you you say that now you believe coaches matter? Yes. Yeah. You've changed. You totally changed your mind. You've been a coaches don't matter guy. Coaches can do a lot and see a lot of the game, but if they don't have the players to listen to them, um, then they don't matter whatsoever. It does ultimately come down to the players. I think play, coaches can be a tremendous amount and like a wealth of knowledge, but a lot of the coaching is like then communicating that to the players, which um, to critique Nick Friedman here and the rest of the Hornets coaching staff, I don't think they did a very good job of, uh, you know, communicating to the players not to play badly on uh, Monday. Because well, I think they, I think they probably did a good job of communicating that. Sometimes you just gotta have the horses. If if it was only about coaching, so if it's, so if it's about, would be undefeated. So if it's about that's, oh, I can't argue with that. I was about to argue with that, but you make a very good point. If it was only about Nick Friedman, Nick Friedman would win every time. Um, but sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes Lamelle Mall's just gonna take some crazy shots. Sometimes you're gonna just play Jason Tatum and he's gonna score 51 points on 23 shots. It was just an absolutely absurd performance. We're ready to move on. We're ready to move on. Uh, <laughs> final junk, Uptown Charlotte, terrible place, uh, soulless, soulless final, city. The third final junk is too much. Too much. Move on. Move on. All right, folks. Thursday, January 19th, the Golden State Warriors, the defending champs are coming to town for the first time since winning the NBA Finals on the Celtics floor. The Celtics are on a seven-game winning streak. Jay, you have predicted that they have are on a uh, nine-game winning streak heading into tonight. I don't know if that's going to happen. I was pretty in. close. I was pretty, pretty close. close. I predicted them to be on an eight-game winning streak. I was actually much closer, but we all thought they were going to win in uh, Oklahoma City, so it shows what we know. But, John, I will go to you. What happens in the rematch of the finals? Uh, Celtics win this one, and they win it easily. They Not only are the Warriors just terrible on the road, Celtics have a little bit of motivation, but also the the history of don't take it, don't go too far with your motivation like they did, I think, in the last one. So I think they plus Jalen Brown's big triumphant return. I like I like the way this is all shaping up. Uh, a little bit of, a little bit of revenge. We love our revenge games. This this will be a this will be garbage time in the fourth quarter. Yeah, this is going to be a comfortable Celtics win. I don't want to call it a blowout, but it's it's going to be comfortable. Uh, the Warriors just aren't good on the road. The Celtics are rolling right now, and I just feel like they're going to continue doing that. The uh, They learned from what happened in Golden State earlier this year. That was a very bad performance. Probably the worst the Celtics offense looked to that point the whole season, and I think it was because they were pressing because – they wanted to beat the Warriors so badly, but now I think they got that one out of the way and and they'll just play basketball. You guys are both wrong. Um, they're going to lose. It, what? Um, for no, no good reason. Just because you guys both confidently thought they were going to win, I think they're going to lose. And there's going to be so many Celtics fans freaking out. It's like, 
oh, the Warriors are in their heads. The Warriors are dominating them. There will be, be some angst. There will be, be some seven. angst if they lose. There will be, yes, if that's like, even oh though they've God. won seven straight, it'll be sky falling. Oh, I've stuff. already gotten a comment in my my YouTube section. Like, this will be all for nothing if they don't beat the Warriors. Like, mm, still no, no, because they're still the best team in the league. I mean, I get I get where people are are losing their minds, but uh, uh, yeah, there 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 will be much angst. I think Jalen Brown's going to come back uh, from injury, try to do a little too much and be turnover prone. And everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, this team's never going to do anything. They can never get over the Warriors. (laughs) They're mentally weak. And it's just going to be absolutely poppycock. But you know what? That's what, that's what mid January games are for uh, poppycock. We go on a three game road trip and start off with a 5 PM start in Toronto against the very confusing Fred Van Sleet and the Toronto Raptors, Jay King, what happens? That's going to be a Celtics loss. They're going to fall to the Raptors. Uh, it'll be just kind of a letdown game after beating the Warriors, after having eight straight wins. And uh, Pascal Siakam will have 44 points. On 16 for 27 shooting. He's not even number 44, but okay. John, your thoughts? I I, I just don't believe in the Raptors. I, I and. So I, I, I think, I think had I made this prediction at the beginning of the season, maybe I would have said what Jay said, but I just don't think the Raptors, um, I I don't think that that that's going to come true. I think it's just the Raptors are, are a mess. I think Van Vliet is, is, he's coming on a little bit lately, but it's, it's too easy, too easy to, to, uh, to get past them. I mean, they just played, Milwaukee, Milwaukee tried, tried to give them the game. No Giannis and Brooke Lopez got one of the more hilarious ejections you're going to see. And, and the Raptors still couldn't pull that out. So I just don't believe in them. So they're, the Celtics going to win that game. I agree. Big win. I was a little scared off by the 5 p.m. tip, but um, I just don't believe in the Raptors. Uh, Scotty Barnes. Do, is this, just... do the Raptors play at 5 p.m. too? Yeah, but the Raptors don't have oh, historical uh, daytime just, troubles. Just want to make sure. It's also in Canada, dude. Uh, that's different. The Raptors are well used to playing time things in Canada. They also use two loonies and toonies in Canada, and they have the queen on their money, but now the king. I don't even know that, if that's Jay? right. I don't even know if that's correct. You've, you've been to Canada. You money? regularly go to Canada. You don't know that they have the royal British royal family on their money? No, no, you are not very observant. <laughs> back to back, we got Orlando and Miami. I think they lose to the Orlando Magic. The Magic just have their number this year. The Magic are huge. The Magic have Bull Bull, they have Mo Bamba, and most importantly, they have Paolo and um, my guy Cole Anthony. Uh, the guys of Celtics, That's most skill. importantly. Yeah, I mean, do you do you remember the last Magic game? Cole Anthony killed the Celtics. I think they're going to be the Celtics are going to finish the uh, with the best record in the league this year, but Magic will sweep the season series. John, I'm going to say they lose. I mean, the Celtics win that game. Celtics win that game. I'm doing I'm doing a little extra research for this time around. This is the this is the uh, third third game in four nights for Orlando. They got Orlando. Ooh, they got that's way schedule. too much research. Way too much schedule research. Analysis. Pulling, like pulling up the game. schedule. Uh, Friday, 
They play <laughs> New Orleans Saturday on the road in Washington. Then they come back for that Monday game against the, the Celtics. I think it's going to be an ugly win, but it's still a Celtics win. There is no way the Celtics are getting swept by the Magic this season. Actually, they they got they got a win earlier in the year, so that was actually a lie by Packard. But there's no way they're losing the season series to the Magic. It will be a revenge game. Jason Tatum will no longer be at his son's birthday party, and that'll be a big deal. <laughs> How do you know Deuce isn't having like a half birthday party in Orlando? Maybe he's at Disney The birthday World. party that Tatum went to was sort of like a half birthday party. It was like two weeks after his kid's birthday. Maybe he's got a three-quarter party at Disney. Um, <laughs> Miami on the next night. I think they win, and I don't really have any good reason for it. I just don't like the Miami Heat or anything they stand for. John? Uh, you know, I got to pick a loss sometime. Uh, but this this is a TNT game, so I think this is this is like Jimmy Butler steps up. I think this is going to be uh, – this is probably a good game. The Celtics will finally get their back-to-back streak snapped. So, yeah, I'm going to say my, Miami Miami wins this one. Big Jimmy Butler game. Celtics win this one. Uh, they'll be up for it. They and now that they have Robert Williams back, I just think it's going to be tough for Miami to score on them. Like it's 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 going to be a chore for them, and they don't have the world's greatest offense. And uh, I think the Celtics will hold them to somewhere in the eighties. Ooh. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly possible because they 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 do not have the greatest offense. But I don't know, man. I think I think they go as Jimmy Butler goes, and that Jimmy's Jimmy's going to be up for this. I think Jimmy's going to at home, especially at home. It depends how pissed off Jimmy Butler is because they like they the Heat lost that first one, and then they played really well in the second home and home. Um, but I think the Celtics win. Um, you know, purely out of spite. Now we have a four game homestand. Um, the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Phoenix Suns. Jay King, what happens in those four games? They lose to the Knicks. Beat Julius Randle is going to have like forty-two points that game. It's going to be one of those nights where a step back Jays are just just splashing. Um, what are the next ones on that? Lakers, Nets, Suns. They'll beat the Lakers because everybody beats the Lakers. Everybody, <laughs> and then the Nets. That should be Kevin Durant is back. On that's February first. Maybe not. Yeah, no, never mind. They'll they'll beat the Nets. Who's the last game? I'm struggling right now. Phoenix. The Phoenix, Phoenix. Suns. Yeah, they'll beat the Suns too. The Suns just seem broken right now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with. Oh, I do know that that Devin Booker is not there, and and they're going through struggles because of that. But they uh they've got a lot to sort out right now, and uh, the Celtics don't. And at home for four straight games, they'll be well rested for that one. So you have them losing to the Knicks. All right, so that's that's where your streak breaks. Where where what did uh how long a streak did Jay have them on at this point? I had them losing to someone earlier too. Well, uh, you had them losing to Toronto, so you. Oh, had... yeah. all, right. all right, never mind. Pascal Siakam, forty-four that's point right. explosion. That's right. that's right. Uh, John, what do you think happens? Yeah, in so I, mean, I, I, so I have them coming off of the loss to Miami. 
Knicks get worked. Lakers get worked. Nets. If Durant's not back, then and and he's that's is that in the time frame for him to come back? It's not. I felt like I felt like it was a month, and that was. I think he's going to return like right before the All Star break. If if he does return before the All Star break, that was one two. That's week three. So that's week three of the month. So guess not. So I guess they sweep the homestand. I got him. I got him sweeping the homestand. Yeah, I got to agree. It feels yeah. like four easy wins. Uh, Julius Randle. Four easy wins. Uh, yeah. The Knicks are good. The Knicks are frisky. Um, and I feel like the only way the Knicks win is if Evan Fournier plays at least 20 minutes and has 25 <laughs> points and he's decidedly out of the rotation right now. And think, so I you think Tibbs is going to go with the, with the, um, revenge the there. Yeah. He's going to be like, Hey, we, we, we always get a good Evan Fournier game. Got to ride the Fournier revenge hand. No, yeah. Tibbs is not about that. I just don't think he's going to do it. Uh, all right. We have a one random road game in Detroit on Monday, February 6th. So they have the full weekend off and then a little, just a short road trip to the city of Midwestern sin, Detroit, Michigan. If the Pistons were any better, I would call this a Celtics loss. Yeah. Right. But they're not. It has a chance to a... call this a loss so bad. Th- this will be one of those just ugly games that they should lose, but they only don't lose because the Pistons are absolutely abominable. Like, like down by 12 or 14 going into the fourth quarter, just shooting like 30% from three. And then somewhere in the last four minutes, Jason Tatum just, just hits boom, boom, boom. And then it's over. Like I, I can, I can, I totally see that totally. But I, but I'm with Jay. I, I want to call this a loss, but I can't. Detroit's so They're too bad. bad. They're too bad. So bad that I think any other team in that spot, I might, I might, even if it was Charlotte, even if, I might say that that would be a loss. But Detroit's too bad to to do that. So I'm with I, Jay. I have to agree. I have no original thoughts to add to this, and we'll <laughs> move on quickly. Uh, three game homestand. The Philadelphia 76ers come to town. Big game, big game on a Wednesday night, February 8th. Jay King, what happens with the big bad Sixers and Joel Embiid coming to town? This is going to be a great game. I think this is going to be an enormous Joel Embiid night. Like, puts everyone in foul trouble, grabs a ton of rebounds, scores close to 50 points. And I think it's going to be an Embiid Tatum shootout, like just just the Drew Hanlon Bowl, just yeah. just those two guys just going at each other. Um, obviously, I don't know if you can call it a duel if it's like two guys who aren't guarding each other, but they're going to exchange buckets throughout this thing. It, it's going to be some high quality superstar basketball, and the Celtics are going to win by four because they're in Boston. Oh, uh, I'm going to say this is a loss. I'm going to say that the, so the Sixers are going to have a couple days off before this game. 
And oh, you find way too much research I'm, into opposing I'm just, schedules. I'm just I'm just clicking over onto the schedules and looking. I'm I'm doing all I'm doing is doing two clicks and looking at before what's going on before that two game. Two clicks is too 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 many. Two Jay doesn't even have the Celtics schedule up right now. This I have to correct. tell him what what games. <laughs> are so I'm doing some work. Jay is doing no work, and we're doing we're averaging out to a decent amount of uh, work. Uh, I think look. First of all, ESPN game. So one thing I can accurately predict is Jay King complaining about the start time of this uh, when this game actually tips off. And then I think I think the Celtics. I think the Celtics. It will be a good game. I think this is going to be one of those where the Sixers are going to be looking for something something to prove. And yeah, I think I think a motivated Embiid and maybe a motivated Harden. Uh, I think they we, we all know the Sixers are very good at, in big games. True, well, is- true. Well, I mean, big games in January, they're good. <laughs> when you get when you get them into the spring, it's a little bit different. I agree. I think Joel Embiid drops fifty and twenty five, and everyone's like, "Wow, this guy he should he should do this in the playoffs. He should <laughs> he should do this consistently uh, down the stretch." And everyone's like, "Wow, the Sixers are are wild. Like, the, can the can the Celtics really win against the best teams? And um, again, there's going to be a bunch of existential dread on Twitter because people just love to be upset. People need to calm down. Oh, uh, this is this is going to be the game where when the trade deadline is the next day, right? That's February 9th yep. is the trade deadline. And Embiid is going to go crazy. They need Jakob Pertl. They need and it's to gonna get Jakob Pertl. Just the whole. Like Jakob Pertl will stop Thursday. that man. The whole Thursday is just going to be like, see, we need a big man. We need somebody to handle Embiid, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and and it's it's just going to be madness. And they're not going to do anything. And fr- that Thursday is just going to be a debacle online. There's going to be numerous make-a-trade coward tweets at Brad Stevens. And they're going to be like, <laughs> he's never made a trade in his life. He's always hoarding first-round draft picks. That guy, that guy never wants to add anything to the team. And that's just going to be what happens. Um, all right. On the February 10th, my 33rd birthday, folks. So factor that in. Oh, wow. Friedman is in town for your 33rd. What a what a Oh, that's going to be a wild night. The Charlotte Hornets are in town. I'm so happy for you guys. Automatic win. The Hornets are not a good basketball team. The, Horn- just- the Hornets are only going to score 76 points because Friedman be out that previous night partying and getting super drunk with Sam Packard. Some coaching, coaching matters. And coaching, matters. <laughs> and coaching matters so much that with Friedman, just a hungover mess, the Hornets are going to put up 76 points on like 25% shooting. I just feel bad for Nick Friedman because it doesn't matter how much tape you dissect, doesn't matter how much you can break down that Packard is just gets amazed over. Sometimes <laughs> you, just, you just don't have the horses. <laughs> and they have very few they have horses. horses. They yeah. those horses are not good. So I was staying on his couch, and after the game on Saturday, he's like breaking down the game, and then like, oh, we, like we go to bed, and I can like he goes into his room, and I can still hear him like breaking down film, and I just multiple times I just hear him going, "What the fuck are we doing?" And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> it does like it wears on you to be on a losing team for like a long season. I I do genuinely feel bad. It's just like. This is all of their entire lives. This entire life is thinking about Hornets basketball, and they've only won 11 or 12 games this year. It can't be fun. It can't be fun to be on a, that bad of a basketball team. And so 
Uh, I don't know what the fuck they were doing out there, but it wasn't playing good basketball. Um, three games left before the all-star break. We have a two o'clock Sunday game. I feel like this is always, this is super, is that Super Bowl Sunday, the 12th? I feel like they always play a day game on Super Bowl Sunday, but the Memphis Grizzlies are coming to town. Ooh, I love that. I love that game. That game's going to be so fun. Celtics are going to win it. John's ja, going to do like some, like five crazy things like he always does, but the Celtics defense is going to step up and, and, the protection at the rim is going to be really great against everybody else. I, I like I like their chances in that one. I'm going to take the Celtics. That's going to be a great game. Uh, the way the Celtics have started to defend now that Robert Williams is out there, they are like rounding into one of the best defenses in the league. And right now Memphis is like head and shoulders above everyone else for best defense in the league. So that could be quite a quite a battle. Finals I, preview? Finals preview question mark? Just a lot of rugged dudes in that game. A lot of rugged dudes. Um, Jay, the point of this exercise is to predict the winner and loser of each game. So I prefer to just point out that there are many <laughs> rugged dudes involved. I'll put you down for many rugged gentlemen. And uh, Grizzlies win by five. I also think the uh, Grizzlies win because uh, the game starts at two. And we all know Celtics have difficulty <laughs> with uh, alternate start times. Uh, all right. Last two games before. That's like, I don't know. what is Memphis one or two hours different? That's like one or noon to the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, but they play well at alternate start times, Jay. You haven't done your research. Um, Milwaukee Bucks. Let me check the splits. And then Detroit Pistons on a back-to-back. We'll finish these up. Uh, and then uh, take a break right as the Celtics head into the all-star break. I have them beating the Bucks um, because we all know Chris Middleton will not be playing. And that's just funnier that way. Uh, John, what do you think? I, I, I say Middleton plays. Ooh, and ooh, I say Middleton plays in this game. And I say the Bucks win just so it sets up the, see, we told you, see, we told you if we had Middleton and all this craziness. And it'll, it'll set up like a loss in the playoffs, but, I think I think just for the consternation, the all of the Chris. See if we had Chris Middleton, we told you we'd win. I think I think they win, but it's just a good team going to be winning at home. This is going to be a Celtics road win. The uh, the Bucks are going through it right now, and they'll probably be out of it by then. But after losing to the Grizzlies, it's kind of a big game for the Celtics. Can't lose two in a row. Especially not on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I have them winning. I have them beating the Grizzlies. So this, this, they do not lose two in a row in this in this scenario. So you think my start time thing is stupid, but you're bringing in Valentine's Day analysis? I like it. That's that's <laughs> that's what, exactly what this podcast is for. Um, I'm just penciling us in. Uh, Malcolm every- Brockton has never lost with the Celtics on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes, I picked Detroit. We all pick Detroit, right? We're all picking wins against Detroit, even though it's the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It could be third game and three. It could be the forty-second game and forty-two nights, and that would still be a W for the Celtics. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break and be back to predict the final twenty-three games of the season. After this. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. 
Head over to MichelobeUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Welcome back! Do anything is potable. You are here with the Rain and Jays, Jam Packer, Jay King, John Corrales, everyone. And we are predicting every game in the Boston Celtics schedule right now. Jay and John have the Boston Celtics sitting at 46 and 13. You know, the ever optimists that they are. Me, a little bit more realistic. Maybe a guy with two Ivy League degrees maybe, uh, sees the, what, what the real world is about. Has them sitting at 42 and 17. We have just hit the all-star break uh, with everyone predicting a win against the Detroit Pistons. The Celtics come off the all-star break where quick predictions, both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will be in the all-star game. Correct, folks? Correct? Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. That is correct. Three-game road trip coming out of the break. Indiana, Philadelphia, and New York. John Corrales. How do the Celtics win, do win. after the All-Star break? Win, win, win. Bang, bang, bang. Ooh, think, uh, Rice wins. I think the, the Philly, there's revenge in Philly. Plus, I always love when the Celtics go to Philly. Celtics at Philly is my absolute favorite atmosphere in the NBA. Um, it's so much fun. I, uh, so yeah, I got, they beat the Pacers who have come back down to earth, uh, a little bit. And I just, I, I don't, I don't like the Knicks as much as Jay does. So I got them beating the Knicks. You guys are overlooking a little something I like to call Aaron Neesmith revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> Neesmith, didn't that, Neesmith, didn't that, didn't that already happen for yeah. uh, an Aaron Neesmith revenge half? Neesmith has a huge game, huge game, and an enormous, not a huge game, but a huge dunk, <laughs> huge dunk over pick a Celtics player, Sam Hauser. Nope, Hauser's not going to be even in the game at this point. Hauser will be in there, and he'll get dunked on, um, followed by a big Celtics win in Philadelphia and a revenge win in Madison Square Garden. I think they beat the Pacers because the Pacers are still in shambles after making the big buddy healed Miles Turner trade at the uh, at the deadline. And they're still trying to figure out who's going to what's going on out there. 
And so I think the Pacers are uh, struggling. I think the Celtics get revenge uh, after on the 76ers. Um, in overtime, repeat confetti game. I'm just calling it. I think, <laughs> I think there's going to be another confetti game, and I think the Celtics win. And then I think they lose in the garden, the Mecca, if you will, in a very close game. Not a buzzer beater, but Emmanuel quickly will have a, a go-ahead layup in the final minutes of that game, and the Celtics will lose. I respect it. All sure. Right. Sure. I Ron can't DeMarch. believe has them beating – has them losing to Indiana twice this season. They lost to the Magic twice, bro. They lost to the Bulls twice, bro. It's a valid can't point. Believe, that, can't that, that can't believe you got it. I can't believe that you picked that. They come home for three games and actually a big game, a game that should be a very uh, interesting matchup. March 1st. Cleveland Cavaliers come to town. Celtics have lost twice to the Cavs this year. Jay, actually a very interesting stretch because Kevin Durant, you would imagine, be back then. Cleveland on Wednesday, Brooklyn on Friday, and the Knicks on Sunday. Jay. This is going to be a little losing skid for the Celtics. Uh, They're going to lose to the Cavs for the third time this season. Then they're going to lose to Kevin Durant and the Nets. I'm still devastated Durant didn't play last week. That that was lined up to be such a fun game between the Nets, who had just been crushing the league with Durant healthy. Um, but, yeah, they're going to lose both those games and then beat the Knicks. And there's going to be a lot of angst. This is going to be like an angsty part of the schedule. Two, two home losses, and people are going to just start freaking out. I don't know. I, I I don't. Maybe maybe okay. So I say they beat Cleveland. I think they they will lose to Brooklyn on that Friday night. Um, the Knicks were the like the hundredth time. I guess I guess I can see them losing. I'll I'll, I'll go with them losing. I got I got to come back down to earth with my predictions a little bit. So okay, I can see a little bit of uh, maybe maybe what happens is this. Okay, this is it. Celtics beat. Oh, he's, he has a vision. I have a vision. I've seen it. Celtics lose to Brooklyn, so they're one and one. And then they rest Horford uh, on that Sunday, and they rest like Tatum. The first uh, game of a back to back, so they yeah, it's be, the first... uh, and they play Cleveland in the next night. So some strategic. So I think I think they they go yeah they go strategic with the resting, and it costs them against the Knicks. So we we say oh man they should have beaten the Knicks, but they didn't have these guys and. I think they they go ahead and they uh, beat Cleveland again. They need to even up that series. So yeah, they lose they lose to Brooklyn like legit. They lose to the Knicks because they're resting guys, and then they go to Cleveland and they win. All right, I think they beat Cleveland in Boston. You know, revenge. Uh, his first time double bigs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell still scores. I would say forty eight points. Darius Garland scores thirty two points, but it's a shootout. Both the Jays have forty. It's like a 130-122 game, um, and everyone's excited. And I was going to predict a loss to the Brooklyn Nets, um, but you guys both predicted a loss to the Brooklyn Nets. And so, <laughs> one, Three of I don't want to be uh, wrong, but then I was just thinking of the graphic uh, of the guy, uh, Celtics human, uh, Rainy Jays, 
bot, whatever he's called. I butcher that one, but <laughs> Raining um, Jay's bot. Yeah. Raining Jay's bot. And I imagine the graphic after the Celtics win that game where it says John Corrales wrong, Jay King wrong. And I'm just imagining Jam Packard absolutely correct. Had faith in the team. Big sports fan, big optimist, big W for the Celtics there. And then they beat the New York Knicks. And on the second night of the back-to-back, they rest a bunch of players. Um, and I don't think they're I don't think they're in the strategic resting game, even though they probably should be, because battling for Cleveland for possible seeding at that point. Um, and so I just think they just do their normal rest uh and they lose in Cleveland second night of the back-to-back. Jay, what happens uh when they travel to Cleveland? That's a big game. That's a big game. The undefeated second night of a back-to-back streak is going to be on the line. And given that they've had a lack of success to Cleveland earlier in the season, given that I just predicted a loss to Cleveland in Boston, this is going to be a resounding Celtics win. Um, Big Jakob Pertle game, I would say. <laughs> for the Cavs Huge Jakob Pertle game. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just gonna. It might even be in San Antonio on the same night. Oh, it's just a big Jakob Purtle night. Yeah, I, uh, at some point on that day, Jakob Purtle is scoring a ton of points. There's gonna be some Jakob Purtle sighting on that day. I don't know where. I really might, hope might be he's, Boston. Might he's be Cleveland. Not playing on March 6, but um, we'll never know. We'll never know what Jakob Purtle is doing on March 6. We we'll just have to listen to Jay. We will never know. Um, but yeah, the back-to-back thing has been crazy. For, for to go undefeated on back to backs, is it just dumb luck? Like at this point, like they really shouldn't be better with not playing Al Horford. Like, do you guys have any explanation for why why they're good? Even even uh, they're they're like losing record on games when they have multiple days of rest. Is there they any kind of like things to be to tough? Uh, that would be like they've been very good against the best teams in the league. Basically, have the same record against the worst teams in the league that they have against the best teams in the league. Um, they just like things a little tougher. That's all. I, I have no, I sure. Plus, Blake Griffin. That, that makes that makes as any as much sense as any explanation for the Celtics not being good on two days rest. It makes no sense at all. That explanation plus uh, Jay saying Blake Griffin, bro, have equal amount of explanatory power. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I would have to agree. All right. One game, the random game against the Portland Trailblazers before they take off on their. This they, this kind of a crazy stretch that they finish off with. Um, they have this against of the Trailblazers game. and then a six game road trip that's just crisscrossing the country. Yeah. Let's first deal with eight the out of 10 games on the road. I think they win because I don't believe that the Trailblazers are good. Um, so I'm just going to say that's a win. I'll, yeah. I'll, say, it, I'll say it's a win. Yeah. That would be a Celtics one. Agreed. All right. Six-game road trip. Final kind of wild to have a road trip this late in the season. Let's break it down three games apiece. They go to Atlanta, then Houston, then Minnesota. I would say three broken teams. And I'm just going to say right now that's three wins. None of those teams are good. I disagree. Uh, Share your opinions. They are going to lose to the Hawks. You guys uh, are forgetting about the curse of too much rest. We just talked about how the Celtics like things tough. They they don't like it easy. I immediately forgot and, about that curse. Yeah. And they have two games of two days of rest going into that Atlanta game. So sorry, that's going to be. I feel like a that, bad that has that has to be that has to change by then by by 
the beginning of March, these guys have got to figure out how to win on two days rest. I don't know why that's even a thing. And, and especially not against this Hawks team, unless the caveat is they fired their coach by then. And for some reason, the Hawks respond to their coach being fired. And, but other than that, I, I hate the Hawks. I, I just, I really just don't like the way they I didn't they expect that much hostility. I'm not I don't, I just don't like their attitudes ever since they made that deep playoff run. They came back last season. They were like, Oh, we're bored with the regular season. Like they earned the right to be bored with the regular season. So no Celtics beat the Hawks. They beat Houston. Um, I'll say I'll say they 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 have a weird loss to Minnesota. I think Minnesota will be a weird loss for them. I think they beat Houston. And I would predict a loss to Minnesota, but that's just a gross Timberwolves roster. Just a despicable yeah, yeah. Timberwolves roster. It depends how many minutes Nas Reed plays instead of Rudy Gobert. If Nas Reed <laughs> plays upwards of 30 minutes, I think the Timberwolves have a chance. What if Luke Garza plays? That's either a great sign for the Timberwolves because they're up by 40 or a bad sign for the Timberwolves because they're down. But what if he just plays? Just what if he plays? (laughs) Yes, I guess I'll put that in the notes, Jay. What if Luke Garza plays? (laughs) Make sure to take this down, uh, Predictor Bot. Just mention what if Luke Garza plays on uh, on this game when you tweet out the recap. Just remember that Jay asked that important question. (laughs) All right, we have a back-to-back in Portland and then in Utah, which not very close. That's still decent, decent travel for uh, back-to-back travel. And then they have to go back up to Sacramento, zigzagging across the Pacific Northwest. I guess Utah's not that north. I guess you wouldn't even say Sacramento's in the northwest. Shut up. Zigzagging across the country. <laughs> Jay, what happens? Portland, Utah, Sacramento. They beat Portland, uh, and then it, March 18th is just going to be a sad, sad day for the Celtics. Their back-to-back streak, second leg, is going to get crushed. Utah in Utah on the second leg of a back-to-back is just a brutal schedule. Portland to Utah? Ugh. Brutal, brutal schedule there. And it's the fifth game of a road trip. Like That has schedule loss written all over it. And the Jazz, that's a tough team to play when you're a little tired. Like They... They really move the ball. They can all shoot. They can all put the ball on the floor. It's a tough team to guard. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the most obvious schedule loss I think I, I've seen this season. Just, just only, count it as an L right now. Yeah, the only, the only, only counterpoint I could make to that is they've been just – Sold like Danny Ainge went nuts at the trade deadline to try to get into the tank for Wimbanyama and sold off a bunch of these guys that have been helping them win. Yeah, is Jordan Clarkson still on the Jazz? Because if so, he's scoring thirty-five points. If not, Celtics might have a chance. But even so, you know, debating myself here, it might actually be worse if Utah has gotten bad because the Celtics will go in there and feel like. Oh yeah, we're we we can just cruise against this team. At least with the Jazz are good, they might get up for that game. But either way, I'm trying I'm trying to refute Jay and I can't. That, that that's that's just such a brutal back to back. Portland to Utah is a brutal. Uh, no, I, I I gotta I gotta go with win in Portland, lose to Utah. 
I was going to go with, uh, again, a loss in Utah as well, but I'm just thinking about that graphic where – Well, you like, are just getting talked yeah, this, just, this one's wrong. This You're is, wrong here. I will follow that up by saying there will be double technicals on Marcus Smart and Kelly Olynyk. There will be some sort of boo-ha-ha, <laughs> a scrap of some sort. Kelly Olynyk uh, might even have his hair pulled. Um, there will be uh, some sort of tomfoolery or ballyhoo. Um yeah, it's it's gonna be a loss. It's just like the biggest schedule loss there is. There's just some realities in the NBA going to Utah on a back to back after playing in Portland. And uh, it's the fifth game on the road. Like just just all sorts of reasons to lose that game. All right. The final game of the road trip is in Sacramento. I bet Steve Aoki will be there because <laughs> he's always he's always at Celtics Kings games. That's just what happens. Steve Aoki's there, DeMontis Sabonis is there, his homies are hanging out. Will you guys be there? Are you guys going on this road trip? No. I think that's a uh, Weiss road trip, but I'm not sure. You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe call me ignorant, but I would have thought you would have known. Actually, I'm wrong. I, I, I'm, on, I'm on this one. So, Jay King, there. on the final night of a six-game road trip, you've just been to Portland, Utah, wonderful cities that everyone loves to visit, and now you're in Beautiful downtown Sacramento. There's cowbells everywhere. Steve Aoki's just beats just blasting in your eardrums. What are you watching in front of you? Picture it now, J. King. Close your eyes for the audience. Give us a visual. What happens in Sacramento? This is going to be another Celtics loss. Sixth game of a six-game road trip. They just came off a disappointing loss to Utah. They have the revenge factor. But by this point of the season... I honestly think they'll probably like be pretty close to wrapping up the one seed. Um, Kevin Durant's injury, Middleton's continued absence, the Bucks' offensive struggles, all of it has just allowed the Celtics to create a little separation right now. I think there will be more coming soon. And uh, they're, they'll just be in a place where it's okay to just not play great against Sacramento in the sixth game of a six-game road trip. And They'll give up a lot of points that game. <laughs> I uh, I will agree with Jay. The Sacramento Kings are currently fighting for home court. This is crazy. This is going to be – this is – I can't tell you how much more meaningful this game is going to be to them than the Celtics. This is going to be huge for them. They're they're going to want this. They're going to need this for their, their playoff seeding hopes. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they, the Celtics fall. This is, this is a very big light, the beam game. Uh, so like, I, I don't like agreeing with you guys, but no. I feel like the beam gets lit. I don't even know what the beam is, but I just like saying light the beam. Um, so, uh, I'll have to agree with you guys there. Um, they come back. I like, I like the beam. I like the beam. I think it's it's a it's a clever little thing for a team that needed something to to latch on to. No, but this is what I'm saying. I've never actually looked into what light the beam means. So I just oh. know that it's a saying. What are you talking about? You they don't know they, about they the have beam a beam on top of their arena after they win. Like on top of the outside of the arena or an yes, interior beam. There's a beam look. shooting from the middle of the arena skyward, a big purple beam that that's as cool as it sounds. It's yeah. It doesn't sound that cool. Which means it's awesome. It's it's a nice it's a nice little thing to kind of galvanize uh, the the crowd. It's you know they they get into it they get into light the beam. 
All right, I guess the beam will be lit. I'm sorry for sorry for not knowing that. That's on me. Willie uh, Beeman. Uh, they come back with a two games against the Indiana Pacers and the San Antonio Spurs. John, what happens in those two games? Oh, first game back from the long road trip, just like the Orlando game. This is a this is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that's a loss. But it begins it begins a series of wins to close out the season. So the, that first game home from the loss, and this is going to be the um, did the Celtics peak too soon? Those stories are going to be written, especially with that the two off days before this. Morales is going to write them. I'm going to write both. <laughs> That's right. I love writing. Did they peak too soon? Pieces it's just very obviously my favorite thing to write. So yeah, uh, lose to the Pacers. You just took a peek into the future. A three-game losing streak. Yeah, three-game losing streak. But but then they answer with a resounding win over the, the Spurs. They are going to th- – this is what's going to happen against the Pacers. It's going to be the Aaron Neesmith revenge game. <laughs> Gone wrong. Ooh. Gone wrong. Two for 13 performance. <laughs> just going to be bricking everything. He's going to be just bouncing around running into people might injure his own teammate a couple of times. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Celtics are going to dispatch the Pacers and then San Antonio is going to be an Full easy tank one. Mode. The, the Spurs, the Spurs are bad. Yeah, I concur. I think it's both wins. I think both those teams will be in full. Actually, the Pacers might be, I have no idea what's going to happen. The Pacers I already predicted a trade with them, but I think they the Celtics just don't lose three games in a row this season. What if they get Jakob Pertl? That would that would be interesting. That'd be weird. <laughs> be just a weird move. All right, the Celtics then go to Washington, who really should be tanking. I'm just penciling the Celtics in for a win right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right, and Milwaukee, and then it's Milwaukee. First night of a back-to-back, uh, you're saying a win there as well, Corrales. Win there, yep, yep. This is going to be, this is going to be their little bit of revenge. Middleton plays with the Celtics. You know, before I said everybody's going to lose. You know, all the the, the Bucks fans are going to be going crazy for the uh, oh we had we had Middleton and see what happened. And then this is going to be they're going to be going for seeding here, um, and because they've they've kind of messed up the beginning or they've kind of relaxed the beginning part of the season. So they're going to try to ramp up at the end. And the Celtics, this would be a good game. I think the Celtics are going to win this one, and it's going to shut a lot of people up. They're, this is going to be where uh, Stuhl Greeny pulls a lot of receipts from Bucks fans. Jay, Celtics are going to lose this one, actually. Uh, the Bucks are going to be starting to round into playoff form. Middleton will be back. He'll be playing pretty well. And... Uh, They'll they'll be looking for a groove, and I think they'll actually be fighting for seeding. So this game will matter to them, whereas the Celtics will kind of have the one seed wrapped up. I don't think it's I, gonna be that wrapped up. I think I think a game against somebody tra- trailing them is gonna is gonna be meaningful for the Celtics. I kind of we'll see. I kind of agree with Jay here. I feel like the Celtics. Uh, no, Chris Middleton's for some reason is not gonna play that game, and the Celtics are gonna win again. <laughs> Head into the playoffs, and Chris Middleton's not going to have played uh, against the Celtics, and it'd be a triumphant return. All right, back to back, the Utah Jazz coming to town. 
Kelly Olynyk has said many disparaging things about Marcus Smart in the media since their kerfuffle <laughs> in Salt Lake City. Uh, he gets I can't thoroughly, imagine Kelly Olynyk saying one mean thing. Thoroughly like, booed at the Garden. Uh, people, someone even throws a a twisted tea at Kelly Olynyk, and they have to be <laughs> escorted from the stadium. And people talk about all oh, the ugly behavior of Boston sports fans, but the Celtics win in a rout because the Jazz are in full tank mode. I uh, I, I agree with some of that. I the agree Kelly with parts, right? Yeah, all I'm not sure Kelly Olynyk will say anything mean about anybody ever. Yeah, maybe not on the record, None, but you should hear him. He's nonetheless, like I think uh, Celtics win this one. This will be one of the games where they sit like a bunch of key players. But win anyway. It'll be like a Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, uh, Luke Cornette fest. That's that's how it's going to go. John, your thoughts? I think I think they win. I think they beat. I think they beat Utah. I think they beat Philly to follow that up, and then I'll just I'll just go with the I'll just close things out here for the rest of the season. They beat, they beat Utah. They go on the road. They beat Philly. Send a message. Then they start resting, guys. I think they 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 beat Toronto. One, they, they split this series. Pick one. I don't care which one. Uh, I'm going to say loss for the first Toronto because it's a back-to-back. And then the, uh, but I'll give yeah, you the win sure. for the second Toronto. Win with the second Toronto and lose to Atlanta. Everybody sits. That That's going to be a G League game. But I think they lose two of their last three because they're not going to play everybody. You lo- you say a loss to Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. I think right. I think the Hawks might actually like be playing for something, and the Celtics will start like Justin Jackson. I'm going to have a, a different prediction. So the Celtics are going to beat Philly. Uh, they're actually going to end the season on a. They're going to beat all those teams: Philly, Toronto twice, and Atlanta. But the, the most surprising part of it all will be when Missoula plays Jason Tatum 43 minutes in a totally meaningless second leg of a back-to-back against Toronto. <laughs> it's going to be baffling, but at the same time, totally predictable. Wild stuff. Wild stuff from Jay <laughs> King. I think they beat the 76ers to send a message because the 76ers are going to be like, oh, we're battling for the four seed. Uh, and the Celtics are like, no, you're not. You're gonna be you're gonna be going to Cleveland for the first round of the playoffs because we just want to dictate our will here. Then I think they lose the second night of a back to back against the Raptors. Then I think they win uh, against the Raptors just because of a, some some classic revenge. And the Raptors might be tanking at that point. And then I think they rest absolutely everyone. And despite JD Davidson scoring. 17 points and dishing out 12 dimes and Cobb and Gale going for a 2020 Atlanta gets the victory. And that is it. That is the end of the season. Where do you guys, how many wins do you think you guys predicted for the Celtics? Jay, we'll start with you. What do you think you thought that you predicted the Celtics win total to be? 61. Close. You were, you came in at 62 and 20. Wow. Yeah, us. that's about what they're on pace for. I I I think I came in a little lower than Jay. 58. 61 and 21. 61. Wow. Okay. And then me, the reasonable one, 59 <laughs> and 23 is how I have the Celtics finishing. Do you think the Celtics finish 
with the best record in the East and then the best record in the NBA? Do they have home court throughout the playoffs? Jay. Eastern Conference, yes. I think the Grizzlies actually get home court advantage. Uh, but they don't make the finals, so it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, The Warriors I, will make the finals again. I mean, I think I think the, the Grizzlies are due for a little correction. So... I mean, they look they look amazing right now, but they're they're everybody you know these teams win 10, 10 in a row. There's there's going to be a correction there. Once the Pelicans get hot, they're going to start winning some games. And who knows what happens at the trade deadline and what help kind of comes in. Who like, knows where Yaka Pertle will be? Yeah, the the big major game changer. The Warriors, I think, going to make a little bit of run at you know in the second half of the season. I still I still think they have that in them. So I think the West is just too jumbled one through seven to to really to really say that one team is going to run away with this i think the celtics have an opportunity here to to get a little better distance you know they 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 have a four game lead right now you you add two three games to that by the all-star break i i think that that could be that'll that'll give them enough distance to get the best record overall I agree. Best record in the East, best record in the NBA. We have running out of time. Quickly, do any members of the Celtics win season-end awards? I'm going to lock it in right now. Bazooka Joe Mazzula, Coach of the Year. If they finish with the best record in the NBA, that's just what happens. See, circumstances where uh, people are like, oh, well, wasn't prepared for this, and then you finish with the best record in the NBA, that's Coach of the Year type season. See, I think Mike Brown is going to win Coach of the Year. Because of the beam? <laughs> yeah, because he's he's lit that beam over and over again. He's just a beam lighter. No known beam I lighter, mean, Mike Brown. It's it's certainly it certainly is possible that Mike Brown, I mean, he he does have the he does have it in him to to win that. I, I think he's he's a more established guy, and they might say like Missoula given the circumstances is a little bit more of a surprise. So, and if the Celtics have the best record overall, then yeah, I think that he, he, he does get coach of the year. It's going to be tight. There are a lot does of Malcolm games. Brogdon have the best odds of any Celtic to win a postseason award. Uh, well, I mean, I think I, I do think Jokic is running away with the MVP. So I don't think Tatum's going to win that. Um, I do think Tatum and Brown make all NBA. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think Tatum Brown makes third team all NBA, Tatum makes first yeah. team all NBA. I think, I think there's gonna be a little bit of a, and again, the record is gonna matter. And I think maybe there's gonna be some controversy with Brown making it, but I think, I think those two guys make all NBA. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense, Jay, that six man of the year, uh, could go to Brogdon, especially if he keeps playing the way he's been playing in January. Uh, if that carries through, what's the new dumb award? Is it like breakthrough player of the clutch, year, clutch, clutch player? player of the year? Mm, I, I forgot that. Are going to be the clutch player of the year? Maybe Jakob Pertle will win that. I mean, he's going to rack up three, four postseason. Jakob Pertle has seven game winners with the Boston <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> Raining Jay's bot, uh, please just throw in some Jakob Pertle updates throughout the season and uh, make sure we know where he stands. No matter what team he's on, uh, and thank you, uh, thank you, Rain and J Spot for all of your work. Also, if I have a spreadsheet 
with all of our wins and losses, you don't have to like, unless you enjoy listening and like tracking it yourself, you can just DM me in uh, your email address and I'll, I'll send it to you. Telling people uh, not to listen to the show. This is very opposite of what you're supposed no, to do. No, I'm just telling you. I also, I'm just telling I also the don't trust. I don't trust Packard. He's yeah. going to fabricate. He's going to fabricate. Checking your work. What our Checking answers were and try to turn us into liars. Yeah. I li- you guys are you guys are jerks, both of you. Both of you just <laughs> combined jerks. I've just been typing W and L. I have some nice uh, Excel functions in here, counting up the wins and losses. And I just, I have two Ivy League degrees, people. I, I don't trust say, you. Know, multiple Ivy League guys. And the second one is from Bowdoin. Uh, Ivy of Maine. Way better than Bates or Colby College. Let me know, right, folks? <laughs> Gotta love some good main secondary education. Yeah, a little Nezcac uh, battle. All right. We've devolved into too much nonsense. I mean, who would start a podcast with 15 minutes of junk observations? Not us. Certainly That not was us, truly folks. ludicrous, honestly. Uh, John Corrales, you can find <laughs> his writing at the Boston Sports Journal. You can find the Locked on Celtics podcast, uh, you know, where podcasts exist. That's a daily Celtics podcast. And you can find his book, in reputable bookstores and unreputable ones. I'm sure the sleazy ones carry it too. I believe it it's irreputable. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. I'm not a bookstores of ill repute. Yeah, that's that's the good way of saying it. He's Jay King. You can find his work at The Athletic or you can subscribe. I'm sure we're giving some sort of deal right now. It's like a dollar a month. Just subscribe, you idiots. Um <laughs> Sorry for calling you idiots. You guys have just listened to an hour and a half of nonsense podcasting, and I very much appreciate it. I mean, if uh, they weren't idiots before, they are now. If they're still unreputable, idiots. is also a word. I thought so. I I learned that at uh, disreputable and unreputable. It's. I mean, it, that should be refuted. Honestly, what what are we refuting? I don't know. Double words. Like, why have two different words that mean the same thing? Un. Synonyms? You're against you're against pick, synonyms. Pick pick one or the other. Reputation. Irregardless, but, kid, you you're being an idiot. My reputation is on the line. <laughs> I'm just checking over my notes uh, from the, from Charlotte to see if there's any more junk to to squeeze in here. But um, looks like we covered it, guys. Uh, thank you guys for joining. Thanks to the listeners out there for joining, and to this episode of. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.